Jesus is amazing, isn't he? What we've been speaking about today is the impact of Jesus in the world. And he can impact your world as much as he can and as much as you allow him. He can impact our world. Right where you're sat today, there may be something that you've lost, something that has been stolen from you, something, a dream that you had that has not come to fulfilment. And I'm standing here to tell you today, it's not too late, because Jesus is amazing. And he is well able to call that thing forth out of you and make it possible. It's not too late. I was speaking this morning about raising broken dreams. And that can be anything. Not all of us are called to travel across the world and do different bits and bobs, are we? You have dreams in your heart, things you wished you'd done, things you'd wished had happened or things you wished had gone a different way. Jesus can come and ignite that thing today where you are because I'm reminding you of that dream that you've not yet fulfilled today. I'm here to remind you. It's not over yet. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says this, As a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Or as a person thinks in their heart, so you are. Our thought life is so important. When I first found out about Richard being unwell, I had to rip my, the, the pastors that we're at in our church in Suffolk said, you need to get your head sorted right now and decide that you're going to be okay. That was the best piece of advice she'd given me. As a person thinks in their heart, so they are. What you think about your dreams, what, you, what your vision is, you have to think about it to bring it to pass. It has to be in, in the forefront of your mind, doesn't it? Otherwise we forget it. Life can come along and still kill and destroy things, let alone the devil. <laughs> Sometimes life's just good at it, taking little things from us, think, oh, I'll do that later, and then we never get round to it. We never get round to doing what we would like and feel called to do. Like I say, what we dwell on, what we invest our hearts in, there our treasure will be. See, I've invested years in Rwanda. My heart is there. So when someone picks up the phone, I've got this connection. Can we do something? Yeah, let's do it, because my heart is there. And your heart will be different. Your vision is different. Your heart is probably here for Billericay. Your heart could be for your family. Your heart could be for your broken life to be healed. It could be anything or your body physically to be healed, if your health's been stolen, it'd be anything. But Jesus wants to raise that thing from the dead today. He does, and he's well able to do it because he is amazing. If you look at the women and, and the, the pictures that Dave's put up of the people he's working with, those people are having their lives turned around. So why can't we? Just the thought. Sometimes we come as missionaries and we share all our stories. That's amazing. And then we go home and go, I'd like a bit of life transformation. (laughs) You're allowed. You can. You can grab it today because all things are possible in the kingdom of God. There was a man in the Bible I want to speak about, Jairus, in Mark chapter 5. He had a vision to see his daughter healed. She was dying. She She was on her last legs. And Jairus makes his way to the crowd, and he was a synagogue leader. So really, he was 
going against the grain a little bit there. He might have felt he was allowed to find Jesus. Maybe today you don't feel you're allowed to ask God for some reason. But Jairus pushed through the crowd and he came to Jesus and he said, please help me. He begged Jesus. The scripture says he begged him. He pleaded with Jesus, come to my house and heal her. Ever had that begging thing? Where you think, I've come to the end of myself. Please, Jesus, do something. That's the point of desperation. And Jesus loves the cry of desperation. Not because he likes to see us suffer, but he hears it. He's like, whatever he's doing, he stops. And he's like, I heard that. And if you've come today and your heart's been a bit desperate and you're crying out, he's like, I'm hearing you. I'm here. And he's getting ready to raise what has been dead to life. He's hearing you through the songs, through the prayers. He's hearing us. He notices the cry of the desperate. And Jesus eventually he got a little bit delayed on the way, which always makes me smile in the story. He was under no pressure because Jesus always knows it's going to go well when he's involved. So he's not under pressure. Jesus never worked under pressure. So he, he, he's a bit delayed, but he gets, he gets there. And before he gets there, all the, all the doom and gloom people, I don't know if you've met them, they're a great bunch to hang out with, not. They come and they say, it's not possible, she's dead, she's gone. But still, Jairus had faith. He didn't give up his faith, he believed, because he had something in his heart. Because as we read in Proverbs, as a person in, in their heart is how they are. He believed God could do something. He believed Jesus was the healer. So Jesus gets to the house and it says this in verse 37 to 42. It said, he didn't let anyone follow him except Peter, James and John, the brother of James. That's because he didn't want the doom and gloom people around with their lack of faith. (laughs) Because unbelief can kill a dream. A negative voice on a dream can kill it like that. So have good people around you for faith. And they came to the home of the synagogue leader and Jesus saw commotion with all the people crying and wailing. So they're all there, getting sad. And he went in and said to them, what's all this commotion and wailing about? This child is not dead, but asleep. And they laughed at him. So you see, your dream is not dead, it's asleep. And it needs waking up. I'm reminding you, it needs waking up. It's only asleep. You've just put it to bed for a little bit and forgot to get it back up. It's time to get that dream out of bed and make it living and active. It will really bless your heart. It will. It will lift you. Like that crazy book I wrote, Lift Up Your Head. (laughs) It will do something for you as well as others. I think anyone who serves in mission or in the church would tell you the joy of serving others is incredible. It's a pleasure, isn't it? It's a pleasure. And after he put them out and he took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him and he went in where the child was and he took the girl by the hand and he said, Talitha Kum, which means, as we know, little girl, get up. So he commanded her to get up. So here's the thing. What if you commanded your dream to be awake? the lost dream that you had in your heart, wake up now. You can do that. How do you think we do mission? 
we speak to those dead things and we call them forth and then we see them come it's incredible it works because I do it all the time <laughs> it's how I pray when something dead is in front of me it's time for that dead thing to get up so you see against the odds Jairus waited patiently for Jesus didn't he so sometimes we have to be a little bit patient and then you know Jesus got interrupted and Jairus the other thing he did he sought Jesus out so if you have a dream in your heart you need to seek Jesus out don't we he's going right Jesus what about this broken dream what about this lost promise I'm going to remind you about it again now I'm going to start speaking to you about it so we can get some action on it because that way you're stirring up your most holy faith you're stirring faith up in yourself to see that thing come to pass and to see it come to life Jairus the man against all odds he kept the dream alive even when the doom mongers had come in even when those people had come in and said something negative ever had that? You're never going to be able to do that. I love that line because I think, watch me. <laughs> I'll give it a good go. And when you give things a go, it often works. Very rarely does it fail. See, I had a call to mission when I was eight. And I had to wait to 30 till I got on, on that track. So I had to be a little bit patient. But the dream was alive in my heart. But I'd put it to bed. I'd given up on it until a vicar invited me on a missions trip to Uganda. And the minute I touched down on that ground, I was reminded of what God told me when I was eight. The minute Litra stepped to play, I thought, oh, this is this. Okay. And I wasn't particularly a practicing Christian then, at all. And I loved it. This is the other thing. When your dream comes alive, you will love it. It won't be a burden. It will bring you a great joy and a pleasure. So our dreams definitely need raising from the dead, don't they? Those lost things, those broken things in our life. Another person who knew how to raise the dead is the prophet Ezekiel. He gave it a really good go, didn't he, in the valley of dry bones. And he did well. He raised the mighty army. He gave it a good go. Because he was a man like you and I who stood there and thought, what? Do you mean God speak to these dry bones? There are all these corpses around of dry bones. If I speak to them, are they really going to get up? And God said, I'm telling you to speak to those bones. The word says prophesy to the bones. That means to speak, doesn't it? And I think when we speak with faith, things happen that are supernaturally out of our um, own ability. Because we can do a lot with our own ability, but... We want God's fire on it, don't we? We want his anointing on it, his presence on it, whatever language you want to put on that. So Ezekiel 37, verse 4 to 10 says this. He said to Ezekiel, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Have you ever stood in your bedroom and done that? Oh, you should try. (laughs) With whatever it is that you've lost. We're laughing about it, but I think maybe you should try. See what happens. And it says, this is what the Sovereign Lord says to these bones. I will make breath enter you and come alive, come to life. I will attach tendons to you and make flesh upon them and cover you with skin. And I will put breath in you and you will come to life 
and you will know that I am Lord. So you see, it brings glory to God when we walk in the dreams that are predestined for us. People see that God is alive. Through the business that Dave and Preeti have got, the people in that country see that God is alive and real. It speaks something we don't even realise it sometimes. It's great, isn't it? It's the best evangelism you could ever do. (laughs) Because we're not sweating it up. We're not thinking, how am I going to get this person to see Jesus? What's the right language to use? What's the right story to tell? God is glorified because we've stepped out in faith and done what he said. Then it says, so I prophesied as I was commanded. So Ezekiel did what Jesus said, what God said. And as I was prophesying, there was a noise, a rattling sound, and the bones came together, bones broke. That must have been really freaky. A whole army. Not ten people, a whole army. So there's a noise to it. There's action to it. There's life to it. And then I looked and the tendons of flesh appeared on them and skin covered, but there was no breath on them, in them. And he said to me, prophesy to the breath then. So there's three phases of it, wasn't it? Prophesy to the breath. Prophesy, son of man, and say to, say to it, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Come breath from the four winds and breathe into these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me. He did what God said. And breath entered them and they came to life and stood up on their feet a vast army. What if we began to prophesy to those dreams that we've lost or had stolen? What if we began to speak those things again? What would happen? God would do something. Because who planted that dream in your heart? God. Who planted that vision in your heart? God, it's his dream, it's his vision in our lives, isn't it? So if we speak to that thing, he's going to put some breath on that. He's going to cause that dryness and that deadness to start to come to life. Incredible, because Jesus is amazing, isn't he? Remember that. All things are possible with him. You see, faith comes by hearing, doesn't it? Hear by the word of God. So this morning, I'm speaking the word of God to you to get some faith going in us so we can again begin to become passionate for the things that we once held dear in our hearts. And we also know from scripture that life and death is in the power of the tongue. What we say, we get. And I've seen that happen loads. (laughs) Sometimes it's been a good outcome and sometimes it's been a very bad outcome. And I've just noticed, oh, that person was saying something very negative and now that's happened. That's not great. So we have what we have within us. We have the voice of God within us because we have the scripture. And we speak that over those dreams and they come to life. And because it's his voice and his word, he breathes his life into it and things happen. And it's never, ever too late. So I am challenging you today. It's good, isn't it? Because I want the best for you. I want you to enjoy life as I enjoy mission. I want you to enjoy what God has put in your heart, whether it's for family, a healed relationship, a healed body, or a mission, or some people you've got a heart to reach. 
go for it 100 miles an hour and let God journey that with you and see what happens. Something will happen, something good. He's not going to say no because you're reaching the lost. He loves that. Whatever it is he's put in you. Our dreams and visions are not lost. Remember this. They're just asleep. So I think today God is saying to each one of us, get up, little girl. Get up, little boy. And rise into what God has for you. Should we pray? Father, I thank you for each person here. I thank you that you have given them a purpose in life. Each person here has a purpose and a destiny. They're not here by accident. They're not here by default. They're here because you have a plan of restoration for them and you also have a purpose for a future beyond their restoration. So Father, where their dreams are asleep, I call them forth now in the name of Jesus to become alive on the inside of them. I ask you, Jesus, to remind them of the things that you spoke to them in the days gone by, the the lost promises. Remind each person here, Father. Ignite their faith again, Lord, to reach the lost, to reach the many in this era that we live in. That it's not too late, no one's too old, and no one's too young. We're all in the prime of our life to do what you've called us to do. So, Father, I thank you for your word. Give us the faith of Ezekiel and Jairus that we would dare to ask and dare to see things come to pass. I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen.